Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Poe Appreciation Project. Today, I'm talking to you in my most smooth, sensual, steamy voice possible because we have a special episode on our hands. Today, we're doing a relationship special with Paris Thompson and Maddie Ryan. In my eyes, they are the most wholesome that a couple can get. And we dive into the depths of how to construct the foundation of a beautiful, blossoming relationship at this point in our lives. And also about how to just enjoy the moment with the people that you love. Also, I'm excited to announce this is the last episode that we experienced severe technical difficulties with. From here on out, it just gets better and better as far as audio quality goes. So please sit back and try to ignore the occasional shutter stops in the background or the the sound of me enjoying this carrot in anticipation for this episode. Finally, we got our shit together. So without further ado, further to, without further delay, here's our relationship special. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Poe Appreciation Project. Today, we are talking to my man, Paris Thompson, yeah. and Maddie, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, typically, I want to avoid mentioning stuff going on in the world right now, especially because this first batch of episodes is probably going to be a little bit irrelevant by the time it comes out. But holy shit, right now in the world, it's burning down. Apparently, mm -hmm. I mean... In this week's news, uh, our president essentially admitted that he downplayed the virus on purpose um, and that he wanted to have herd mentality to solve it, which essentially would require a couple million people to die for uh, herd immunity to happen. So that's pretty cool, you know. But anyway, <laughs> so that got me thinking about politics, and then I was thinking about Trump, and I was thinking about Melania. And, you know, when I look at President Trump and Melania, I just see such a beautiful wholesome connection between the two of them <laughs> it's unlike anything i've ever seen before you know, just, for the ages just, <laughs> i mean it's just gorgeous you know they're they're so close they they love each other you can tell she definitely doesn't want his money and you know he definitely doesn't want her looks it's a healthy relationship this episode means. this episode sponsored by trump 2020 make america great again <laughs> hey whatever your political beliefs are i'm not gonna bash you for it however i'm totally gonna bash uh the trumps on that relationship anyway in joy and celebration and appreciation of relationships such as that beautiful monstrosity I mentioned. <laughs> I would like to dig into what makes relationships so special with you guys today. Because for viewers that don't know you guys, you are essentially the most wholesome couple. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the only one that thinks that it comes up every we once in a it. while. We did it. We did it right. <laughs> we succeeded. I think we're done here now. Yep. <laughs> I'm validated. I can leave now. <laughs> so I was thinking we could start this off and uh, kind of get an image of, you know, who both of you are with some, you know, fun questions. So, oh man, the, <laughs> these are like game show kind of questions. Oh, like gosh. a game show. So, here's how it's going to work um, I'm going to ask a question, and then you're going to think about what your response is, and then we're going to say each of your responses at not, the same time. Not at the same time because some of them are going to be too long, but we'll, okay. we'll see what we can do. All right. 
So this really is going to prove whether you guys really love each other or not. Oh, this is, no, this, no, no. This will destroy your relationship. This will destroy you. I was talking to Paris this week, and I was like, we have to prepare in case he quizzes us. Oh, on, yeah. Like, see, Matt, each other Maddie, well read, Maddie read your mind. And I was Keaton. like, we should practice. And then she Paris would... was like, nah. Oh, like, yeah, Keaton wouldn't do that to us, uh, but spoiler alert, he totally would. Well, you see, I'm a chem major, and I don't know shit about humanities. So, so <laughs> our emotions. And you're an actual journalist true. in the making, so you have that intuition. All right, here we go. What's your date's sibling's middle name? Oh. I don't think we've ever talked about. I don't know this. if I don't know if either of this. I don't know if either of us know the answer Can to that just, question. Like, what if we just like guess like a fitting one? That we think would work. What's a hmm? What would, what would be a good middle name for Noel? Just just making one up right well, I now. I can't tell you. <sighs> okay, Have so, you told so me my this my little sister's name is Noel, and Paris's little brother is Ethan. And Noel's a year older than Ethan. For everyone listening, Keaton, you chose an interesting question because neither of us can answer. <laughs> <laughs> and this proves my point. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wow, what is Noelle's middle name? Yeah, I don't think Maddie's ever We've told never So go, go ahead and share the answers. Well, my little brother, Ethan, his middle name is Gabriel. Because oh. we both kind of have, like, biblical middle names. Like, mine is Joseph, his is Gabriel. Uh, I have no I'm idea. Stolen. What... Yes. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea what... Uh... <laughs> What Noelle's middle name is. Noelle's middle name is Laura. Laura, okay. Yeah, um, after Laurel Ingalls Wilder. That's from pretty cool. The Little House on the Prairie. That's nice. cool. Uh, author. Alrighty, well, I have a second question for you. Describe the feelings you had on your first date. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Wait, our first official date or like our first like our first official? It's up to you guys. What would you count as our first? I. When I think of our first date, I think of we when saw we saw when we went to the movies. We went to the movie theater that I ended up working at later to see that movie First Man with Ryan Gosling, which is an excellent movie, by the way. <laughs> um, and I, especially, crazy. yeah, especially after seeing it, I had really good memories associated with that movie. Um, I was definitely pretty nervous, uh, but Maddie and I at that point had, you know, hung out with each other for a while. We kind of spent that summer kind of. You know, hanging out as friends, but there was definitely kind of like a, I want to go out with you romantic undertone to it. I mean, at least that's how I was feeling toward you. That's how I felt too. Because I think when I think of our, like the most like vivid memory that I have is when we... Regret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first time we like hung out as friends, uh, but like just the two of us was when we went, we saw... The Mr. Rogers movie mm. at the flicks. Was yeah. that the one with Tom Hanks or the one before? The that? one before. It was that. like the, the one that was, it was the, dark, the documentary. It was the, yeah, the documentary him. style one. And yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember like I, I I got there first, and like Paris walked up. I remember being like so nervous. Oh. Like I was like shaking. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, like in, like in a good like a good nervous, but yeah. Um, but no, it, was, sure. it was it was very it was very exciting. It was very exciting. It definitely like I I feel like there is something there's some kind of like I don't know this very like kind of base like primal feeling that accompanies that like when you know you like somebody a lot and you see them approaching and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just a lot. There's a lot of anxiety and kind of chemistry that goes on in your brain. So it's. It's a hard feeling to describe, 
but um you know ba basically like you know kind of nervous is how i felt it's like i know maddie and i had already hung out a good amount by the time we went to see that movie together but it's um you know you still want to like make a good impression on that on that person mm -hmm. and you know it's it's a hard feeling to describe but um you know that feeling eventually turned into um what turned out to be a very very happy almost two years of of dating so congratulations yeah okay yeah next next month on the 13th we'll be celebrating our two-year anniversary so it'll be very it'll be very fun yeah yes. <laughs> nice. so you guys have had a somewhat common trouble that a lot of people face um when you're in college because mm -hmm. you go to Long college distance. over at university of oregon right yes and you're here at Boise state university mm -hmm. so what are some of the challenges that have come up from that Hmm. I know for me, I think when I went to school, I had a hard time, like, fully committing to the people at Oregon and, like, that environment because I wanted to be home with Paris. <laughs> and I think, like, that's kind of hard in terms of, like, adjusting to college your first year. But in terms of, like, the two of us, I think we learned a lot about, like, communicating, mm. like, kind of like the generic stuff you hear about long distance, I guess. It's just, like, yeah it's People like they listen to each other yeah it's like i would say the basic stuff you already know what you just have to do yeah like obviously long distance poses a lot of challenges and there's kind of the stigma around it about it being this like really horrible like excessively difficult thing but you know it um it's definitely a uh you know like a an endurance test of you know how much you trust the other person to kind of communicate how they're feeling with you. And, you know, there's so, so much of the playing field is different when you can like see your significant other every day, you know, you might go like Maddie and I went like, you know, months without physically being with each other. Um, may, maybe months is a bit dramatic, but like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we definitely went long periods of time without seeing each other physically, like in person. And, um, you know, it's it's scary in that you don't get as much of a sense for, like, the other person's schedule and kind of their daily routine and stuff. And, um, you know, that uh, that definitely makes things kind of hard. But, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I also feel like it just it made it made our ability to communicate with each other and kind of talk through things a lot stronger because it comes down to a point where that's that's how you stay connected is by, mm -hmm. you know, explaining explaining to the other person like what you did that day. How you were feeling about it mm -hmm. the stuff you did the people you hung out you hung out with just you know just because you know being being in a relationship you like hearing those things about the other person because you care about them and you know you want to know how their day has been um so yeah it's like definitely long distance is scary in a lot of ways but on the other hand it's like if you if you push through it because you you love the other person it can actually make your ability to communicate with each other a lot it makes that bond a lot stronger, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned an endurance test comes about it, and I know that in any relationship, a, an essential part of it is having personal sacrifice for you know some of your own sanity for being with the person you're with, because <laughs> <laughs> no one's perfectly compatible, mm -hmm. at least not that I've met. Sacrifice. Um, and I know for sure you, Paris, <laughs> at least I remember you going on that airport uh, adventure oh my God. Oh, <laughs> over to oh, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, you know that wasn't that wasn't so bad. I know everybody. You slept in the airport on the floor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait, we should we should explain what happened. So <laughs> yeah. In February after Valentine's Day, Paris came and he visited me mm. in Eugene um, on a long weekend, and it was his first time coming to see me and see me where I was living. Mm-hmm. And it was really really fun, and we got to it's explore beautiful up a there. lot. He yeah. Some, like, classes with me, mm. and um, and his way there was totally fine. There was no bumps. But mm. when he was heading home. I don't know exactly what happened, but like you, he had a connecting flight in Seattle. Yeah, that was it was delayed by a lot for some reason, and I ended up not being able to make it to the gate in time. Yeah. Then you had to sleep in the airport for six hours Mm -hmm. before you got on your next flight. And it's like you know, like the moment they told me at the airport, they're like, "Hey, we have no more flights to Boise for the rest of the night. Our next one is at like six thirty a.m. the next morning." When you first, when I first heard that, I'm like, "Oh shit." You know, that's going to be, <laughs> you know, this is going to be an ordeal. But, yeah, and I, I know, like, I called some people on the phone, and, like, I called Maddie, and people well, were... What's funny is, like, <laughs> as soon as Paris told me that was happening, I just started crying. Oh. I was crying, because that's, like, my worst year whenever I have to go home, and I get so scared of missing like, my uh, connection. Mm. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, uh, yeah. I couldn't stop crying that night. I felt, I felt kind of silly. Yeah. But... No, it's like, I, I mean, Paris, I felt bad Paris for him, to, like, too. And Paris had to reassure me. He was like, no, I'm fine. I'm, like, right across from the McDonald's. Yeah. I'm doing great. They gave me a coupon for a free dinner. I'm doing awesome. And I was just like, ah. oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I was glad people were, like, worried for my well-being and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was also <laughs> laughing at you. Yeah, no, like, it was, it was, though, like, I look back on it as, like, a funny it thing. It wasn't your fault. Yeah, and it was, it was nobody's Not fault. It's just stuff like that happens. Airports are you know, many layers of bureaucracy and all this other stuff. So stuff is bound <laughs> to get messed up at some point or the next. But I actually, looking back on it, I just I just think of it as like part of the adventure that was going to visit Maddie that yes. weekend. And, you know, I, um, you know, that was one of my favorite weekends, like ever, just getting to explore this entirely new place. I had never been to Eugene before. I had never seen the campus that Maddie spends her days walking around in and the building she goes to for class so um so taking that whole weekend including the you know the kind of inconvenience of trying to sleep on the ground at the airport i like googled like good sleeping spots yeah (laughs) yeah maddie was trying to maddie was trying to to help me out i found Um, these like uh like squiggly shaped benches that uh-huh. I guess some people try to use, but they were really uncomfortable because they had no like definite shape. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but you know, I just think of that as part of the adventure, and I I still look back on that whole weekend with nothing but just you know good good feelings and stuff, and you know even inconveniences like airport troubles like that. Mm-hmm. It just you know it just even if it was inconvenient at the time, you look mm-hmm. you just look back on it as like a good story to tell and like part of the adventure you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah and you're very positive about things oh <laughs> that is true <laughs> is very positive about things and i think that having a long distance relationship like that is kind of a testament of what true romanticism is because mm. that was the whole idea of i don't know this woman but i'm going to write her letters i'm going to tell her i love her even though i've never met her and mm. i only know mm. her through writing and i'm going to meet her when i'm allowed to by my parents um, we're finally, yeah. finally going to get together. We're going to make like, a lot of people right now. We're going <laughs> to make eleven Christian babies, and 
And that will be that. Going old school. Yeah, That's how we did it in America. <laughs> There's also something that I kind of wanted to bring up really quick is like you mentioned, like personal sacrifice for a relationship. And I kind of want to like alter the viewpoint on that because I don't feel like relationships, if you think about it that way, is like I'm sacrificing this much, they're sacrificing that much for even. It's not a size comparison. Yeah, well, yeah. Not, not like a size comparison, but if you see it as like, oh, I'm sacrificing this. I feel like it's like a mindset that's kind of difficult to like maintain for a long time yeah and what we talk about a lot especially with like long distance stuff is like we're always like a team mm. and so anything we do is like we're just we're working on this together and we're yeah like we we will verbally like reassure each other like hey we're a team on this even though we're you know a, lo- a long ways apart from each other in if the one physical of us sense. feel like we should take the responsibility for something it's like we're sharing this yeah, it's like it's a it's very much a thing of of shared burdens more than personal sacrifice, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um, you know, it's like it's what what's affecting one person in our relationship is also affecting the other person. You know, kind of by proxy, if that makes sense. So, in in that sense, we kind of share the same troubles and things like that. But we we've also talked about this before: is that like you know, relationships shouldn't operate on like some kind of point system or like some yeah. kind of favor system it's not like oh i did this thing for you now you need I to do this in thing an for airport me. yeah <laughs> you better give me yeah it's like i think that's uh if you go about a relationship like that um i don't it's i don't know downhill. yeah it's like <laughs> i don't think that's a very healthy way to do it is like a you know i have given you this thing now you need to give me an equal amount back it's it's a very um you're working together and you handle those bumps together yeah it it needs to it needs to be very organic and you know kind of team team oriented mindset Mm -hmm. i would say that's that's kind of that's the way to go at least from my experience yep absolutely yeah (laughs) i I agree with you and i think that it becomes a pool of toxicity when you start to approach it as well i've done this for you or you Mm -hmm. did it for me Mm -hmm. it's obviously not good but then i would ask how do you go about a situation where you do feel like you're the only person pulling the weight? Because in some cases, that's actually the case. It's not uh, equal contribution from each person. Hmm. So is that something that could be overcome? Or is that just a situation where, but unfortunately, you have to let the person go because you just ultimately are looking for something different? Mm-hmm. Well, don't be passive aggressive about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, a bad never, idea. that's never a good way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the, whenever... <laughs> Yeah, be clear, uh, like, be clear about what you're feeling. Mm-hmm, for sure. Like, um, you know, Keen, I think you mentioned something like this earlier, is that, like, there, there is no such thing as, like, the perfect, not, like, non, you know, there, there is no such thing as a couple that's, like, completely free of, like, their disagreements and... Oh, yeah, everyone's going to drive each other crazy at some point. Exactly. No one can stay together that for a long time and not want to kill each other yeah but, but i mean like that's but that's that's like that's part I of i want to literally wait can, can, you. can you recorded that part right yeah, that. yeah, this is on the yeah that's on the record maddie <laughs> no like that's that's genuinely that's part of the re, the process of building like a strong and long-lasting relationship i would say is like you know at some point you do get to see kind of for lack of a better term, like the uglier parts of the other person, you know, like, and I, when I say that, I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean like those natural human imperfections. And, bad yeah. It's like people have bad days. People are in bad circumstances. Sometimes different things are affecting them. Um, 
And you kind of perfect. And sometimes you have to put up with someone else's bullshit because you love them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. In a more blunt way of putting it. Yeah, it's like, I don't, like that's just that's just part of loving someone is like, like seeing those those things that they need help with is how I would put it. You know, mm-hmm. things that require a little bit of outside assistance and recognizing them and being able to um take them as part of this whole person you know when you when you love somebody you don't get to like pick and choose the things that you like or don't like you you love the whole person Mm -hmm. imperfections and everything Mm -hmm. i like how you physically look uh i i like your personality too (laughs) no i really want to say about that also is that like something that i think when I was first dating Paris, like I knew I could be in a relationship uh, with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Was that I, I feel like every time like Paris and I like have a disagreement about something, I always leave the disagreement like caring about you more and like admiring you more mm-hmm. because because of probably like what you just said, like your your outlook on relationships is very loving and Paris is just always like I don't know. You just like I just always leave every relation, like every disagreement that we have, like kind of like in awe of you because you're always so forgiving and you're always so like <laughs> quick to be like I don't want to fight anymore. Like, uh, let's see what we can do to fix this. It's it's never like drawn out. Like oh I'm gonna get you back for this. Yeah, I'm well, get you back. It's like you you make it you make it very easy to make that like a communal thing. You know. Yeah, I think it's like a good sign of relationship that you can like fight and come out of it like. Feeling, feeling good about what you yeah it's like there yeah there are still things to learn even from those disagreements you know it's just uh, like any relationship you might have with like a family member or you know a friend or a significant other like you know you're always going to get in little arguments and disagreements and stuff what counts is how you handle that how you communicate through it mm-hmm. and what you learn from it in the end mm-hmm. like you there are ways to go about disagreements and arguments that are just going to breed more, more toxicity and bad feelings and stuff. But I think at this point, Maddie and I have found healthy ways for when those inevitable disagreements or small arguments do come up. We, we, we have like a good pattern for talking through it and saying like, this is how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Mm. And then from there, moving on to what each person needs to do for the other person in order to help things start to feel better. Yeah, and I wholeheartedly believe that a lot of the relationships that just don't last as long as you would have hoped um, end up demising, crumbling, falling apart, leaving everyone in existential heartbreak. <laughs> is, it's usually because you can't come to some terms of understanding the other person and what they need by the time things start getting a little tense. Mm-hmm. You haven't found a way to communicate it out. And admittedly, sometimes there's just toxic relationships and, you know, people that you know even if you're not toxic maybe they're just not the right person for you and that does happen but i feel like more often than not people just fail to find a way to communicate with the person they're with mm-hmm. in time to be able to ride through the hard times yeah mm-hmm. it's like i know i know this is like a massive cliche at this point and i don't mean to you know feed into cliches but oh, jesus communication cliche. communication is key <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. You know, it's like, I know everybody says that everybody that you ask for relationship advice Mm -hmm. will say that, but communication really is like, at least in my opinion, I would say that's like 
kind of the the heart and soul yeah. of like a, a really healthy relationship and not yeah. not even just like romantic relationships but like friendships or familial or, yeah you know and but, i think if you break down like what that means so like communication is like a very broad category to be like communicate and you're like how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I How the fuck do I talk to this person? <laughs> what do I they hurt? How do I say that? What am I doing? So I think it's like a few things. I think it's like, you know, saying when things are bad and saying like what you need. Hmm. But I feel like it's also kind of like sharing like the boring stuff in your day. Like I think something Paris and I have talked about mm-hmm. a lot is like, We'll be doing something we're like oh i'm so boring right now you don't want to hear me and the other person's like no no you're right no. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's, it's just stuff like that especially when you're like apart from each other and you can't like share your day together like sharing like the boring details of like what's going on and like how you felt about your professor that day or whoever you sat next to in your class or yeah when you ate for lunch like usually like just share those like details and even if they sound kind of boring like your your partner is going to be like they want to know like what's going on in your life and they want to like picture your day and they want to know how you're doing and just Do like you just find sharing that that humanizes each other a bit while you can't physically be there with each other i don't know it's like humanizing it's just kind of like being able to like visualize visualize like what they're doing and how they're yeah, doing. So if it's just it's like if you're just like oh how are you oh i'm good how are you and it's just like yeah you don't really learn anything about what their life is like right at yeah. that moment I was gonna, I was gonna add, like adding on to that. I think um, hearing those little details, you know, even if wh- one really cool thing I've encountered in our relationship is that like it's it's kind of you know like you I think about what I do on the average school day or whatever or my average day at work and I'm like oh you know like uh, I don't think that would be super interesting for Maddie to hear about, but then we we get to talking about it and then you realize that what seems kind of mundane and just everyday about yourself and about the things you do are really really important for the other person to hear about like that's that's something that the other person is genuinely that's something they need in order to kind of feel uh feel complete i'm, I'm not really phrasing that in the Today, best way i could i was in the bathroom sitting on the toilet for about 20 minutes my legs <laughs> started going numb and i was just thinking about you the entire time <laughs> yes i mean honestly though honestly though stuff like that like also keen if it's you you're gonna be on the toilet for like an hour he's like cut that part out i would like to set this record record hey, straight producer alec here keen you walked right into that yeah. <laughs> i'm keeping it in and i'm doubling yeah, keen, you, you want to compare bathroom times dude hey, i, I, I want to set the record straight <laughs> i sit on the toilet for so long because I love myself <laughs> enough to recognize that I need to spend time for myself. Uh, Do you meditate? I meditate. Thank okay. you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> you call that uh, post post shit meditation. We should do a Patreon. Yeah, there we go. Record your thoughts on the. You gotta write a write a book. Oh write a book about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of my worst fears um, with long-distance relationships is that, you know, when you're not there, I, I feel like the affection that we as people have is very much based on proximity. Because, mm. I mean, think about falling in love in the first place. Odds are you're not going to be all that interested in someone that you've seen a photo of that exists states away from you, mm. you know? Mm. So our pool of who do we have to choose from is relatively close to where we already mm. are. And mm-hmm. I feel like once that is broken, um, it, it forces us in a position where 
I think that we can kind of lose the humanity of each other if you're not communicating correctly. Mm. Um, so that's, I, I think you guys have found a really good a way around any of those problems by, you know, telling each other even the mundane. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're telling each other just about all the interesting stuff and that's all you want to talk about, then, I mean, you're no more interesting than the polished image of a celebrity. Or, exactly. Or someone that you're detached from. For it to be really personal, you know, it's the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just the ugly, who knows? Yeah, we say, we say, like, you're not, we tell each other, like, you're not trying to, like, don't try to entertain me. Yeah. We're trying to, like, just share our lives with each other. And that's that's yeah. what it is. Like, you don't have to be like, I'm going to tell this really amazing story about this, you know, this little bit in my day. Like, yeah. it's, it's about just, like, yeah, just, just sharing all the moments. Yeah, like, that. that's something both of us have to kind of remind each other to do sometimes, is to not, not worry too much about impressing the other person. Because it's like... You know, if we if we if we say like, oh, you know, like I just want to impress you, I want to stuff like that. We take a step back and we realize like, Maddie, we've been going out for like almost two years. <laughs> I think we're past the point of having to like impress one another, and we just you know we we can move we can move beyond that pretty quickly once we take that step back and realize that, you know, at at this point in our in our relationship, like we're past the point of like making a good impression on the other person because <laughs> yeah. obviously uh, good impressions were made or else we wouldn't have been going out for so long. <laughs> so Just test it by grabbing a chip with your toes out of a bag and offering it to one another. <laughs> See, that, that's the kind of activity I save for once Maddie goes to goes to Oregon. Paris gets embarrassed like burp. And it's just, yeah, I can't, I don't like Why? burping around Maddie. I, like, I save that for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Burping is off limits. Yes, I'm leaving. Uh, I don't know. I'm just. It seems not not gentlemanly <laughs> to burp around my lady. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> do Do you guys ever worry that? Um, I, I forgot the exact science of it, but it's after about I, I believe it's about a two year period. Um, that initial strong infatuation starts to wear off, and mm. you know it's it's. I think it's way easier to get irritable with the person you're with. Um. Have you guys felt any of that, or are you worried about that happening? Yeah, I need to leave right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Maddie's like, Maddie's checks her watch. She's like, oh, time's up. What a twist. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that's true. I mean, we're, I'm we're not, not worried. I'm not worried yeah, about that at no. all. Really, like, you know, it's just I've, it, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like in a, in a relationship. I don't think it's necessarily healthy to like focus too much on like to to look too far down the road i think if you mm-hmm. if you think too far down the road and you try to think about like oh like how are we going to be once we reach our two-year mark or so it's the appropriate amount of time one night Sean, <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> no, like i don't know i'm just i'm just thinking like i'm just playing devil's advocate <laughs> <laughs> oh you're gonna be that guy dude be <laughs> devil's advocate guy um i i think it's i i don't think it's healthy to kind of you know, think about like, oh, like, where are we going to be uh, next anniversary or like a couple years down the, or, you know, a couple months or whatever it may be. I think if you spend too much time focusing on that, you're going to miss what's good right mm-hmm. now, right in front of you. And I think yeah. that's, that's, that's how Maddie and I have like kept this thing going so strong for almost two years now. Is I feel like especially right now, because it's such like a tumultuous time for like everyone. Yeah. I mean, like, like the whole world, but also just like in our lives, like entering college and like 
these years are always like they bring lots and lots of change yeah and so being like oh, oh where will i be in a year or however long yeah there's like there's no way you could know about that like what's gonna happen yeah uh and the person you're gonna be at that point but uh if you just focus on like what brings you joy each day and mm. and what like really matters to you most yeah it's, then a, it's like it's about those little like those little day-to-day things that's what mm-hmm. like i think it's beneficial in some cases to not think too big picture in that sense and just think about like what do i have right now that is making this a really healthy and strong relationship mm-hmm. i'm going to focus on that and be grateful for mm-hmm. what i have right now yeah and also go kind of going off of that question Keaton. um you know i was i was kind of thinking earlier today knowing i would be going into this interview and stuff and like i think that one thing that happens to me with any you know whether it's my relationship with maddie or like a long-time friendship i've had like with you or alec or you know some even some of my friends from back when i lived in utah was like i still talk to them and i still feel like i have a pretty good friendship with some of them is um i feel like the longer you're close to a person in the sense of a friendship or a romantic relationship the um the deeper you fall in love with them if that makes sense like it's i love my homies i kiss them good night yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not now yeah it's like please not on the show i, I kiss them with the mask on yeah <laughs> then it's okay um oh, my kids. but like if you think about it like think about like you you have like a passage of time and you know that may be like the day maddie and i went on our first date to now or maybe like the day you met your best friend until the present um think about all that time that's passed all the stuff you've been through all of the transitions whether that's going to school getting a new job you know some kind of tumultuous family event all of that stuff has happened and that other person has been there for you through that through all of those hard times and stuff they've helped you maddie has helped me on like in, in numerous amounts of you know issues i i've been having emotional troubles um you know whatever it might be um and i i think back to all of those things that maddie has been there for and that maddie has supported me through and that just that creates a much a much deeper connection than kind of when you're first getting into a relationship kind of that surface level like oh do i like this person or not you know i think they're kind of cute <laughs> kind of thing you know it's like though like that bond just becomes really really strong the longer time goes on i guess hey girl we've been dating for three years and uh i think it's about time i said you're kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that the practice of mindfulness in a relationship is absolutely uh, quintessential to being able to appreciate what you truly have with them. Mm. It, it's just one of those things that you have to keep in mind because, you know, it can be hard having a relationship sometimes, obviously. If it were easy, then well, everyone would be doing it all the time. <laughs> um, but I'm really happy that you two have found a strong chemistry between the two of you that allows you to recognize just how special it is what you have with each other. Yeah, no, it's we, pretty fun. We, yeah, it's been I have fun. fun. It has been fun. We we have lots of fun. It's and, I, just... and I feel like our relationship has like changed in lots of ways. Like when I think about like when we first started dating, I feel like there was a lot of like things we like didn't tell each other, like mm. not like secrets, but just kind of like. We don't like jump it, jump into it and be like, oh, I'm going to tell you everything. And I'm like super yeah. comfortable right now. And like, it took us so long to like hold hands, like walking down the hallway at school. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that like was that. a big like, step. We just like weren't super like 
little things like that yeah, are we were, a huge we were, step. Yeah, we were just kind of like taking it at our own pace. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think it like helped us kind of like grow with each other and like learn with each other, like learn yeah. how to be in a relationship. And that's all, that was I, important. Yeah, that's also important is to not like compare your relationship to the relationship of another couple or, mm-hmm. you know, there there is people will tell you all of these rules, quote unquote, for dating and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it just it, it comes down to the preferences of individuals and each relationship is going to be different. So <laughs> I re- I remember, what, what are you laughing at? No, I just thought about something. I remember when I was first uh, like getting into the game, you know, the game. <laughs> the game, the game, the game. <laughs> I remember scrolling YouTube because I was feeling super insecure. I was like, OK, how do I woo a female? <laughs> and you see all these absolute beta looking chads come up. Oh my god. And and all of them have this similar message of how to woo women is like, don't show her too much attention. Show her that you have your own yeah. life and your don't own double vision. Text. Yeah. Don't, that was one of them. I hate that. Never hate double that. text. And, and this like all these like all these super I like texting like ten times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like it. if you're excited about something, who cares? It's cute. Yeah. That's what like that's people like is when you like you can tell the person cares about you. That they like talking to you. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they just uh, suggest all these methods of essentially being cold yeah. and trying yeah. to yeah. like bait them into coming closer guess, so you don't have to do anything. That kind of stuff is too Hollywood. That's too that's too like action hero, tough guy kind of stuff. You know, it's like, like Clint Eastwood, like slowly looking around. Yeah, it's like you. that's that's cool in a movie, but in real life, I don't really think it works to just be like a cold bitch to the other person <laughs> like whether you're whether you're a guy or a girl it's just i don't think it benefits anybody to just be really distant and non-communicative and you know try to be like the quiet sexy sexy person <laughs> like that doesn't really work i mean you know you might be into it and you know it might buy you something for like a one-night stand but if you're just <laughs> trying to you know if you're trying to do a full-on healthy relationship you know practicing an inauthentic uh, version of yourself isn't what's going to make something that lasts yeah yeah and don't try to like get your significant other to think they have to like fight for your attention yeah like oh do i am i cool enough today for them to like notice me like <laughs> yeah. that is not a good place to hey be i in. know we just started talking uh three days ago but uh you're my girlfriend right <laughs> <laughs> we're like dating now right <laughs> All right, so I saved this. Uh, this is the last of my pre-written questions for you guys. And this is probably the most important and mm-hmm. deepest question I have. Oh, no. Oh, man. Ready? I'm nervous. All right. What makes you happier? Your partner or the Gaston purchase of 18? Oh, come on. <laughs> you had dude, you had me like nervous. I'm like, oh gosh, like I need to make sure I answer this really hey, well. Do you want a sliver of Mexico for the United States of America or do you want your partner? You gotta choose. I don't know. I don't know. Mexico's pretty cool. <laughs> I'll I'll have to think on that and come back to you. Well, that that's for that's for our, our part two of this two part episode series of uh, will Paris and Maddie's relationship be torn apart by the the gaps in whatever purchase by yeah. the border wall? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you, you had me. I gotta hand it to you, Keith. I was so nervous for a few seconds. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be oh, like no. the big question. This is what's gonna tear the fabric of the universe and my relationship apart? Oh god. <laughs> yeah. So um, one thing I really 
did want to dig in with you guys since we had this unique opportunity of having you know a couple on the appreciation project mm-hmm. is when you're with someone especially when you're with them for long enough you start to create an identity with them mm. i think it's something that we don't necessarily think all that much about because especially in uh you know in the western civilization that we live in we value so highly our individuality mm-hmm. and what makes us special and how i'm different from you and fuck you, you have other political beliefs than I do. Yeah. I'm never going to talk to you. The whole country is falling apart. Oh, God. Jesus. Yeah. It's burning to the Help ground. Me. <laughs> uh. But um, do you find that uh, with the really, well, with the um, identity that you've created with each other, is that something that you have kind of melded into? Or is it something that... Um, that you keep separate from who you identify as individually. Hmm. Do you mean it's like the person that you're like, like when you're with your partner? Hmm. Like, do you like change yourself like, for do you, them? Do you, yes, that. And also, do you notice a difference in, do you feel as almost a different person when you're not with them, especially since you guys are long uh-huh. distance? Hmm. Uh-huh. That's a good question. I like, I think... Part of the reason why Maddie and I is like kind of communal identity, as you were putting it, or the reason why that I feel like that works is because we're still like our own people. Like, I mean, obviously long distance kind of, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a drawback and a benefit of long distance at the same time is that you have a lot of time to kind of focus on yourself and what what you need academically. Uh, socially with your friends stuff like that um i'd say maddie and i have done a good job of you know kind of developing our ourselves you know kind of on our on our own planes and at our own schools and stuff mm-hmm. and then you know when we are together since we have had some time mm-hmm. to kind of develop ourselves and kind of figure out what we need and stuff then yeah. you know that makes our that makes us together feel really strong and there's like a strong foundation that it's built on if yeah. that makes any sense uh, yeah no i understand also what i want to say is like i think it's we're kind of lucky also in that like paris and i are very similar in a lot of ways yeah <laughs> like yeah. we talked about this but like our moms are very similar mm-hmm. like we were raised very similar ways we like we both like writing and we both yeah like our, our families uh, value similar things yeah. we're both liberals <laughs> <laughs> yeah. liberal arts that also majors puts his mouth over yeah. there oh my god yeah no i would yeah, yeah maddie and i have talked about so, it like, so i yeah. feel like when we like talk about like our differences I don't know, just like interests or like mm-hmm. personalities like around our friends. I feel like there's more overlap than there is difference. Yeah. What or drives like, you crazy about each other though? Like an- like annoying? Like in a good way or yeah. like a bad way? Like what do you hate about each other? <laughs> oh no. Feel oh. the hate pulls through I, your veins. I mean I cannot I, think of a single thing. Yeah, like speak obviously Matt <laughs> Maddie can speak for She's herself. Perfect. <laughs> I, uh, there is nothing wrong with this human being. No. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like speaking for myself, I can't really identify. Like, neither of us has anything that we like really dislike about the other person. No. Like, you know, we're just, we're just, we're chill about that kind of thing. Like, like Maddie was saying, we're, I, you know, uh, I mean, like you, you being an outside observer, you can confirm this or not confirm this, but I think we're both. Yeah. What very, does Paris tell you about me? 
No. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, he tells me that you have a weird infatuation with his toes. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, he hates your girl. Uh huh. Oh, right. uh, yeah, that so sounds like my, me. I checked my boxes. That's <laughs> like, my, well, Paris has mostly good stuff to say about you. Mm, like, awesome. I don't think he wants to go too in depth with any of the homies because you know there's stuff that you keep within a relationship. Hmm. But um, yeah, we well, have mostly heard... good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I only have I've only heard positive <laughs> from each of you about each other. So that's why I was trying to pry something negative out of you because, mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to prove in my own mind that everyone is. Twisted in some twisted. evil way. If it's <laughs> not the spirits from the nether realm, it's the it, it's the Republicans. This is Joe Biden's America. It's just a map. <laughs> <of America>. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just feel like if there's ever like something that we like kind of if there's anything that like makes things tense there are things we butt heads on for sure it's just because like we're like having like our own issues like usually it's because like we're both like stressed about something in our own lives or we're like whenever we're tired or i don't know like there's never never, like one thing that like paris always does no matter what circumstance we're in that i'm like like why'd you do that (laughs) i'm always just like if, if something is going on with us, it's because of, like, external factors. Yeah, it's, like, a lot of the times, like, you know, sometimes one of us isn't really taking good care of, like, our physical needs as much as we should. Oh, I wonder which one of you that is. <laughs> it is mostly me. But, like, you know, sometimes if, if, I'm on, if I'm on my own for the day or something, I have trouble, like feeding myself and making sure I get enough food or, like, sleeping enough and, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, Matt, Maddie sometimes encounters those things too, but it's, like, a lot of the time, if we look, if we look at it with a magnifying glass, whatever argument we're having, we get to the center of it and we figure out that it's something as simple as, like, Paris, and, didn't, and lunch. Yeah, <laughs> Paris didn't have lunch today. What's or, the, what's the dumbest real argument you've had? Hmm. Uh... I don't really remember any of our arguments. <laughs> I know, it's like, uh, I feel like... As soon as it's done, I'm like... Psh. Yeah, it's like, I feel like when we do have arguments, like, sometimes we just get... Uh, sometimes we do get into these loops where, like, we're both just, like, really sleepy, and we should just <laughs> we should just stop and just go to bed because that would fix everything, but then, uh-huh. like, we just kind of get stuck in these loops of, like, uh, you know, just... Negative feelings that are only there because we aren't taking care of ourselves and going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every once in a while that happens, but like it's you know when we look back on we're it, human beings. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can't remember like a specific argument that like or something that like started an argument that was really stupid. Yeah, like if I'm hard pressed to think of like a specific example of something we were like really disagreeing yeah. on. That... It really just follows that pattern of like if we're in a bad mood about something, we're like, hey. You know, well, well like, why aren't you talking to me? But like, it just it follows the pattern. It's like, of, like you're just kind of in a bad mood, so you don't know how to talk to another person. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you guys certainly have an awareness of, you know, the situations that <laughs> cause you to get into, you know, disagreements, whether you're just mm-hmm. tired or stressed out or whatever it may be. But perhaps it's for the better that you don't necessarily remember anything stupid that you were yeah. arguing about. Because <laughs> yeah. to me, at least, that shows that you guys are not holding any grudges about it. Yeah. That you're just living and let die. Let the negativity mm-hmm. just die behind you. And 
keep enjoying the moment. I know what I've kind of like learned from them, I guess. Mm. But like, I don't remember. I can't remember like what started anything. I think it's part of a process of emotionally maturing with the person that you're with, for sure. Mm -hmm. I I like uh, the idea of emotional intelligence, and yeah, mm -hmm. I know it's argued that that's for people that have no personality and they have nothing emotional to offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people feel that way, but I think it's a real thing, and I think that if you're going to show someone that you're really going to be there for them, and if you're really going to enjoy you know, the person that you're with and be enjoyable to that person, it requires a certain level of social skills and experience with relationships mm. that presents itself through this um, type of emotional intelligence that, um, that either makes or breaks your compatibility with someone. Yeah, I, no, emotional intelligence is super important, I would, I would argue, you know, it comes down to uh, a lot of practices and like empathy and, you know, just kind of knowing the other person well enough to kind of read their body language or listen to them talk and, you know, kind of be able to get a, a feel for how they're doing emotionally. You it's know. kind of creepy, I feel like you can read me so well. <laughs> like there have been times when like Paris is like, why are you nervous right now? And I'm like, I'm not nervous, but like, I actually am, but like, I don't realize that I'm nervous. Oh. Like, stuff like that. Like, I'm kind of like, how are you reading my brain? Right you now? just notice your webcam blinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, Paris like, well, I guess, your I guess not as much like over text, but like when we're in person together, like, I feel like you can read me super well. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, it's disconcerting, but like in a really good way where I'm like, oh my God, like this person, like, yeah. really like understands me so well, but like, they can notice things oh my, well, I've, I've, I've encountered that with Maddie a lot <laughs> recently too is that like you know um you know Matt, Maddie has she's like Maddie knows like things that make me grumpy like like <laughs> I've, certain I've circumstances and it's like Maddie has told me the list and I'm just like oh my god like this person <laughs> understands me so well and that's like I thought it, I think I thought it was beautiful that Maddie could so perfectly like parse out the circumstances and you know things that make that put me in a bad mood and it's like you know in a funny way it's like you know if paris doesn't eat food he gets grumpy if it's paris too hot outside too hot paris outside. gets grumpy it's like you know if i if paris is squinting a lot he probably has a headache yeah it's like you look like, a little bit like clint eastwood when you squint yeah <laughs> yeah but like you know it just i just you know, hearing Maddie tell me that stuff actually it, it gives me a really warm feeling because you know, even though it's just silly things like mm -hmm. you know, things that are making Paris that are putting Paris in a bad mood, um, you know, it's 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 just one of those signs that lets you know that this other person is paying attention to you mm -hmm. and they are making an effort to understand you on an emotional level, and um, mm -hmm. you know, just just that that mm -hmm. is a really really special feeling to get you know from the other person is that they we've been together long enough that like she understands those like tiny things about me and it, it feels really special mm -hmm. yeah when you guys went to arches i was like oh no oh yeah <laughs> she's like she's like oh no it's gonna be so hot outside we need to take care of her okay. yes yeah. <laughs> uh you had a great time no, we, we had a we had a good time in Arches, yeah. And mm -hmm. oh no, the boys are gonna cuddle too much while the they're boys. over in Arches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just Matt, Maddie, Maddie is very compassionate, not just with me, but with everybody she's around. And, you know, she, mm -hmm. 
she is very good at identifying what people need and what's uh, what's affecting them at that moment and you know working towards a solution and stuff and that's something i've always been drawn to with maddie is just you know that kind of and that, that warm compassionate energy that she just emanates you know well granted i think you're kind of the same way yeah mm -hmm. i was gonna say i was like i feel Aww. like you're, you're the same way too you really care about mm -hmm. how everyone's feeling and you want to include everyone and mm -hmm. yeah i get it from you 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 so. encourage <laughs> may I request that uh during this program there is no affection. Okay. No oh, I missed that part of this podcast. Sorry. I'll, I'll be colder. Shoot, we're doing an episode special about relationships and what we can appreciate about them and no we're not love. even gonna talk about feelings or love. Or no love allowed. No PD. Yeah. This is uh getting a little too graphic. Well for get a get a room. Get a room, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true I, I just want to say like i feel like relationships are a lot about like you know relationship with just as like one person like what they do for you but a lot of it is like how they interact with other people and what you can learn about this person from their relationships like elsewhere in their life and i and and that kind of like if if they do well in those relationships if they're like a really caring person that like you know increases your respect for them and like your your own friendship with them in, uh, in addition to like the romantic feelings for them and I feel I do feel like Paris was always someone like I admired even before we were dating because you were always like just a really wonderful friend to everyone and you mm -hmm. really you really like didn't hold back from showing people you cared about them like all your boys you guys <laughs> are boys. all so close and tell each other you love each other all the time <laughs> and like stuff like that like I I remember when I first met you I was like I was like that's a really good sign that uh that this, you know, that Paris, like, just is so openly, like, affectionate to the people that he cares about. Aww. And so, like, and yeah, that made me, like, you know, it made me really like you, made me have a crush on you, but also made me just, like, respect you as a person and, mm. like, want to be your friend, too. And so <laughs> I think, I think relationships are a lot of that respect that you have for the person you're in your relationship with and, mm. and for, like, how they, they handle, uh, caring for other people in their life yeah like uh, that's one thing I've, I've thought about too is that i feel like the basis of a really good romantic relationship is very similar to like a good friendship you mm -hmm. know like you, you kind of have to start out with like a good friendship first mm -hmm. and you have to know going into it that this is a person that you can spend a lot of time with this is a person that you can be in a social setting with and feel comfortable and feel you know, you can remove the bag from their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like uh, that's that's basically my my the point I'm trying to make is that good romantic relationships start out as good friendships first. Yeah. And then like when I but maybe with a little bit of like oh they're kind of cute kinda, yeah you know thrown in there for extra spice. What I was gonna know? say is like <laughs> when I had a crush on you, I had a romantic crush on you, and I also had like a friend crush on you. Friend like crush. you know, where you're like that person is so cool. I want to be their friend, <laughs> kind of thing. Like I want to get to know them better. Like that's kind of how I felt about Paris. I was like, I remember, uh, yeah. remember like junior year and senior year, like any class we had together, I was always like, oh, I want to go talk to Paris. Like Aww. oh, I want to go like talk to them in the hallway to the next class. Oh, I want to like I was like go say hi after school. Like I just like I always wanted to talk to well, him. Paris is the literal embodiment of turtle, so it's not hard to catch up with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, we'll all be there at me. three. 
Shut up, dude. <laughs> we, we, have some, we have some friends in our group. We have some friends in our group that are a lot later than I am to stuff. <laughs> Although... In my defense, there's people worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> in my defense, I'm not the worst. Um, yeah, it got to the point where uh, for a Christmas present, Keaton bought me a hat from the mall that just says, sorry, I'm late on the front. <laughs> To wear it on special occasions. And I actually thought I lost that hat, but it kind of resurfaced recently. So maybe oh, I'll yeah. maybe I'll start putting that back in my rotation. <laughs> so how long did you guys have well a friend crush or <laughs> a romantic crush on each other? Mm. Before you finally oh, well, we were, out. We were like in classes together like sophomore year. So yeah. We never ever talked. Or actually, I don't know. I definitely you remember think... it better than I do, which I feel really bad about. No, no, no. It's like, yeah, like sophomore year. I think, you know, that that's when I, that was maybe when the first inkling of a romantic crush uh, kind of started forming um, with me um, toward Maddie. Um, you know, we just, we had a few classes together. We never really talked or like, you know, yeah, we, mm. we weren't really even friends at that point, but, you know, we definitely, that's when we started to, you know, notice each other, mm-hmm. if what that makes that sense. person look like? Oh, <laughs> yeah, but like, a big come on, you're high school when kids. You're a yeah. <laughs> when you're a sophomore, like, oh my god, I want to, yeah, I hold their hands. I know, <laughs> I need, I need physical, <laughs> physical stuff. Um, <laughs> no, wait a minute, oh, just taking a jump. <laughs> you brought it there. Um, but yeah, that's. I'd say that's when I I first started to. You know, that was my first year going to the same school as Maddie, mm-hmm. too. And, um, you know, that was when so I... So it was almost immediate. Uh, At least they spotted each other out. I, I'd say, like, you know, when we... the Like, a friendship started first forming between us was probably, like, junior year of high school. You know, like, we had mm-hmm. a- APUS history together. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. We mm-hmm. sat next to each other and... You know, that's that's kind of when our, our actual friendship started to form. And then I'd say the summer after our junior year of high school is when I started to realize, like, oh, like, I really, really like Maddie. This is mm-hmm. a person I want to, like, have in my life more. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I'd say that's when, um, you know, and that's when, like, we first started hanging out as friends and or as friends. But mm-hmm. with, like, <laughs> we were texting the whole summer. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'd say junior year of high school is when it started to feel, started to become something more like concrete and, you know, our our feelings sort of started to become more apparent to us Mm -hmm. toward the other person. But um, So we've covered the way up to a relationship and I've heard, hopefully he's told you that he's told me this, but I've heard the story about first kiss oh my gosh is it okay that i told keaton that that's fine i know paris's story would you guys feel comfortable sharing your own versions of it Mm. are you comfortable with that yeah also i'm sorry i told that to keaton i don't know if that's something you wanted (laughs) me to share it's it's just like it's something it's like i think it's it's fun i like it when you have when you have your when you have your first kiss with another person it's like you feel really proud Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, that's exactly how I felt for like the for like for literally like a week after that. I was like, oh my gosh, that was like the coolest thing ever. I, I want to do that, that again. Actually. I was so excited. Aww. I remember very vividly the day after. I'll get into our actual into <laughs> the actual <laughs> events, but like the day after, I went I went to the Renaissance Fair with my family. 
And the oh, whole yeah. time I was just in like the best mood ever. I thought everything was Yeah, the was serotonin cool. is pumping through your veins. Exactly. And it's like it's amazing that that kind of euphoria can last for so long after that when you're able to have like an intimate moment with a person that you really like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but um do you wanna should I tell the like I can go first. I can go first. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up. I can only hear how Maddie remembers it. Okay, well, I remember. So, like, our day we went to the movies, and I feel like actually, like, movies are kind of a hard first date to have because you're not really like talking a lot. They're a horrible first date. Do not do that. We and can like, blame we can I mean, blame that on me because it was my idea. Well, no, like, I, I, I loved it. We our all our first hangouts were at movies, but I think we had a good balance of like talking. Mm. Also, you're think... movie talkers. Well, <laughs> no, you're not that bad. Ooh. <laughs> like, a, like a normal amount of, of talking. But anyways, I feel like for our date, it was like, oh my god, this is like a date. Like, mm-hmm. this is real. Yeah, and so like, I think it like it added more like nerves. Did it kind of hit you like in the middle of it? Like, oh my god, I'm actually... Well, I just remember like very vividly like being in the movie theater and being like, should I hold his hand right now? Should I hold his hand right now? And like Aww. thinking about that the whole time we were in the movie, I was like, am I being like rude by not doing this? Like, what am I supposed to do on this date? Uh, am I supposed to change things? I think like, I actually fucked up a relationship once like that. I, I was thinking about by that. Overthinking that. I, did, I overthought it and I never went for it. Oh, I mean, it was yeah. pro- to be fair, it was probably more than that, but it was one factor. But... Yeah, it makes you really nervous and it makes you kind of like not like enjoy the moment. Or I mean, I don't know. You're not like savoring. You're not like savoring. Yeah. Being with this person, you're like, oh my god, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And so I remember being in the movie theater and uh, like wanting to hold your hand but never doing it. Aww. And then we left and uh, we drove. We drove to my house. And then who was driving? Uh, Paris. I was driving. Paris, Paris yeah. was a man. Yeah, <laughs> the gentleman. The gentleman. Mind you. And we got to, it was my dad's house, and I feel like we probably like sat and talked for a little bit, like really awkwardly, like, yeah, oh, just like sitting in the car, like, like, what are we so doing? the movie was <laughs> I, I knew. We talked about the movie. I knew, I knew where, I knew what it was building up to, but I was super nervous, and yeah. it took me a while to get there. <laughs> yeah, and I was nervous too, because I was like, I should, I, like, I really wanted to kiss Paris. But I like I don't know I've been I've been overthinking it the whole night that I was so I was so like mentally exhausted I was you like I don't know what to do yeah. I know I couldn't even hold his hand how am I supposed to kiss him and so and so like we finished talking and then there's like a lull and I was like okay and I like I kind of like I think I like grabbed the door handle and I was kind of like uh like really like really slowly like, 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 oh, oh shit here's my chance and then, like I, I was like I was like halfway through like opening the door in Paris is like Maddie yeah <laughs> you know what like anytime paris, anytime paris like asks me anything he's always like here he like says my name he's like maddie yeah <laughs> and he's like oh here's another yeah. detail that i remember is oh, that okay. what like maddie weren't you like sick or something oh yeah like, I, you were I, kinda... I was recovering from something yeah oh yeah i forgot about that too okay well yeah i was i was recovering from something yeah but anyways i was like i was like okay uh i'm gonna go and then paris was like now. maddie and you're like, <laughs> you're like, I really want to kiss you right now, but I don't know how to. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's like, that's almost exactly what I said. Is like, you know, I really want to kiss you right now, but I don't know what to do because I've never done this before. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, like. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna kiss you then. And it's like, I'll okay. just show you. And so I kissed Paris. I, I remember before before the actual kiss happened, Maddie, she's like, oh, I'm sick. Are you sure you want to? And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like. 
this isn't verbatim but i'm like hell yeah <laughs> i don't care if i get a little sick uh, and i think what's uh no no no, no. i can't yeah. uh, no. Oh, next uh, week in that, case. In, that, in that case i'm just gonna go home yeah no but um i what's funny is i also think that like the weekend after that after our first you kiss got i got sick <laughs> from it which is like <laughs> love is contagious well, also, that's, that's just that's poetry bro well, also awesome. also that kiss i feel like like I feel like I made the kiss like too long, and after we after we left and after I went inside, I was like so embarrassed. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I didn't think it was. Too I was long. like, I got I'm too like, excited. I wanted to go longer. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was feeling bad because I felt like you had been like, "Uh." Oh. I was definitely nervous. Kiss, and I, was like, I was like, yeah. Oh, no, no. So I've, been, I've been waiting the whole night to like, to like, I don't know, make a move, and and you finally asked, and I felt like I overdid it or something, but. You, I, I was I was pumped. So you initiated it. Well, Paris asked for it. I asked, but I didn't. But, but I was on actually, but actually kissing. You. Maddie is yeah. The, I, yeah, Maddie. So you wear the pants in this relationship. Yes, I do. She definitely no, does. Just yes. <laughs> <laughs> in that circumstance, says the Maddie, man who was saying the lady earlier. Oh hey. <laughs> no, Maddie. Maddie definitely kind of took charge in that situation. It's like for me, I just it was, wanted to kiss you. I know <laughs> it was more like I physically didn't actually know what to do, like with my mouth. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I think I think everyone has that moment. Yeah, like, what it's is really something on? similar to it. But like, eventually, like after you get past that first little part, it's just something that feels, it's just like a natural human activity, you know. It's just like you just you just get a you just get into the flow. I remember I remember like being in middle school and like talking to my friends who had like kissed boys already. And I was asking, I was like, I was like, how do you kiss? And they're like, oh, you just do it. It's just like it's so yeah. It's just, just you just know just how to instinct. do it when you do it. And I was like. Like bullshit. Like I don't know. Yeah. How to do that. Like what? Give me instruction. Give me tangible, details. Tangible instructions. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Wiki how. Wiki how to kiss girl. How to kiss. <laughs> it's like step one. You know. How to kiss turtle. Yeah. <laughs> right. But was your was your side of the story different? Did I no, 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 no. Okay. That's pretty much. That's exactly how I remember. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Maddie was sick, and, you know, she kind of asked me. Yeah, I forgot like, about the sick detail. He's like, oh, are you, are you sure you want to kiss me right now? Like, I don't want to get you sick. I'm I feel like, like we, got, we got sick a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, hey, you know, that's, there's no better way to get sick than that. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I remember telling Maddie. She's like, she's like, oh, I, I feel so bad that you got sick from our kiss. And I'm like, you know what? I would not want to get sick any other way. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hers is very sweet. So, one thing I'd like to do also is dig in a little bit to who you are individually so we can understand a little bit better mm. where mm. this absolutely amazing chemistry between the two Aww. of you comes from. Thank you. Um, so, first of all, Paris, let's dig into you since oh. you're one of the homies and I know you pretty well, so I know the right questions to ask. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um, in the most vague, generic way possible, could you explain who you are? Hmm. What do you mean, like, like specific, like stuff I do, like work or like? <laughs> what are your passions? What, what What do you appreciate in your own life that still hmm. defines you? Um, I like all the the music related activities I've done. I've always felt like, um, kind of my music hobbies have been a big part of who I am, whether that's like, you know, band in high school where, you know, incidentally, I formed a lot of my relationship with, with Maddie, mm -hmm. my early relationship with Maddie. Um, 
or you know i used to be in the fets which is a local band here in boise um i was kind of one of their founding members and i'm I'm still pretty proud about that even though i didn't go on to join them in their kind of a heightened success recently um, and you're actually the p in the fets right? i'm the p in fets <laughs> p-h-e-t the big p yeah <laughs> the <laughs> the like, uppercase p yes <laughs> paris hayden elgart and thomas that's uh, that's what the fets is for those uh fets fans listening to this that don't know the origins of the name but yeah so i i, I was in the fets for a while and um I, I just like doing music as a hobby i've always felt like that's been kind of a big a big thing for me um uh, as Keaton kind of mentioned earlier, um, I'm really passionate about like the outdoors. I was fortunate to do a lot of uh, cool camping trips this past summer. Um, I went on one with Maddie a few weeks ago. That was really fun. I just went on one with uh, Keaton and our, our friend Jordan, who's leaving on his mission to Botswana uh, pretty soon. And we're uh, going to see if we can get an interview with him. In oh, yeah, that would be awesome. And the Fets actually is going to be our next guest. Yeah, the Fets are going to be on next. I forgot. <laughs> and... Um, uh, we also went to Arches National Park uh, in June uh, this past summer as well. It was me, Keaton, our friend Josh, and our uh, friend Ian, who was also interviewed on the show a while ago. First episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love the outdoors. I love all that stuff. And um, also a big thing that's been happening with me recently is I, I was really fortunate to get a job at a veterinary hospital here in Boise, um, and I'm training to be a... Uh, a vet tech assistant so that's been a really um that's been a really cool opportunity for me and you know i i feel like i could not be luckier in terms of how my job my job search went in all this pandemic craziness it went from so, being a theater boy eating popcorn out of the trash <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's a it's definitely a huge step from like uh food service to like a job that actually feels more meaningful and you know kind of more fulfilling so um yeah that, that's been a big step for me and there's a lot there's a lot left to learn but it's been it's been really a cool opportunity so far i'm really glad that you've gotten to where you are and to be honest with you it seems like you are happier in the position you're in now mm -hmm. than you know you were looking for jobs and getting stood up yeah thinking back to that like that was one of the what best things that, that I know. Wait, we should give context for that story. Yeah, so I, I was applying for jobs a few months ago after I lost work at the movie theater. And um because I got of a COVID. yeah, mm -hmm. because of because of the pandemic. And I got um I got a call back from this guy at like a janitorial company downtown. And he uh you know, he's like, you know, because they get there pretty late. He's like, Okay, why don't you come in the next day for an interview at like midnight? So I'm like, Okay, sounds good. I need money. So I went over there and I'm waiting outside this brewery that we were going to be cleaning uh, for like, I don't know, like 50 I, minutes or so. Yeah, like almost hour. an hour. And like this dude doesn't show up. I called him like four times and he didn't show up. So that was kind of sucky at the time. But looking back on it, I'm like, you know, that was one of the best things that could have happened for me because if I had actually gotten that job, I probably would not be working at the vet hospital right now. Um, so it, it's kind of a, an interesting like sliding door scenario where at the time, you know, I was kind of pissed because I got stood up for an interview and I was really hoping to make some money. But um, because of that, I now have this much better, much more fulfilling opportunity at the vet hospital that's actually going to take me some interesting places. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for you, man. And you recently actually decided on to your major, right? Yeah. So uh, my freshman year, I was just doing a major in narrative arts, which is kind of a newer program at Boise State. And it's kind of creative writing, but kind of more focused on the uh, kind of film and TV side of things. So like screenwriting and playwriting and stuff like that. Um, which I, that's always, that's stuff I've always thought was super interesting, but I also kind of wanted to find a way to incorporate my like more outdoorsy interests into that. So, um, looking through their, their minor offerings, I landed on environmental studies. And so, uh, this, um, this past semester, um, I started taking some courses to work toward that too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. It's an interesting combination, like creative writing and, um, kind of environmental science-y stuff. Um, I think it's kind of a unique pairing and maybe it'll work out for me. Maybe at the end of the semester, I find out it's not for me, but you never really know how that kind of thing goes. Um, but I'm I'm excited to give it a give it a test drive. <laughs> Absolutely. And you, yeah. what's your backstory? Maddie, let's talk about Maddie. No, don't talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie thought uh, she was going to get out of this part. Yes. Oh no, the introvert has to talk about her. No. Well, I guess we're all wrong. Introvert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. What am I talking about? My. Just you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the way that I like to phrase it is, what is it in your life that you appreciate that you feel binds you? Um. Well, I feel like overall, I'm. I feel like Paris is very like deliberate. We've talked about you know. Hmm. You are very good at like these kind of like sliding doors uh, opportunities where you kind of take your time sometimes to find the thing that you really are passionate about. And it always like, you kind of, you, you're really good at like stumbling upon something really magical and like fulfilling that I think <laughs> is totally to your credit and your like uh, good taste and like the things Aww. that you care about. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like for me, I don't know. I'm an older sibling and I feel, I think I'm, I'm, my whole life I've been very like into like just like being a good kid and like kind of like doing a good job in school and with my friendships and my family and all these things like I'm very into like just like taking care of people and like and making sure I'm doing a good job and like not disappointing people the goody two shoes <laughs> well yeah exactly and so and I like sometimes I wish I wasn't like that but sometimes it helps and there's like always kind of a balance to it and I feel like um in terms of like school stuff, I feel like sometimes I'll kind of like rush into things because I feel like I'm supposed to do them. Like people expect me to do them or they're like the good, it's like the right thing I'm supposed to mm. do when it's not like my favorite thing I've ever done. Mm. And so I feel like that's something oh, that... I wanted to mention, Maddie brought up like her, her family and stuff like that. I wanted to mention that Maddie is a very good like caretaker of other people. Like, you know, whether that's me or her sister or her mom or her dad or you know whoever it might be maddie is one of the best people i've ever met just in terms of like taking care of the people in her life and mm -hmm. you know figuring out um the needs of the people that are important to her Matt, that's you know that's that's one of my favorite things about maddie is just like mm -hmm. her ability to identify what people need and her ability to you know be there as a support system for mm -hmm. people that that really need it Yes, yeah, I serve as a mediator, and I think a lot mm -hmm. of my life, and just like a peacekeeper, mm -hmm. 
which sometimes is rewarding and sometimes it's kind of like exhausting just like trying to fix things all it's the time and like not <laughs> and not really feeling like i'm able to like step out and experiment with something kind of risky i'm very into like oh this is like the safe thing that will like not cause conflict or cause some kind of like i don't know a bump in the road uh for whatever reason so like i think that's that kind of like wraps up a lot of like where my where my head space is mm-hmm. all the time but but you know i think we've all seen you expand that into you know something you may not be entirely comfortable with because i mean journalism is your major right mm-hmm. and that is definitely not the most comfortable job yeah <laughs> it, it, it requires yeah. a certain sacrifice of one's own ego to be truly interested in and dedicated to reporting the stories on other people mm-hmm. and um i remember that you recently well last year you wrote a piece about jewish culture right mm-hmm. yes so uh yeah actually what you're talking about like with journalism being a little bit you're kind of you're kind of digging at like the difficult points in people's lives or in people's stories um and that is definitely very against my nature and so that's something i'm kind of like learning how to get used to and i think it's probably good practice for me to do honestly mm-hmm. at this point in my life is to kind of get used to like kind of like annoying people <laughs> if that makes sense like yeah. i mean not as i guess from i i wrote yeah so my first story that i wrote for the magazine that i'm a part of on campus um was like about a jewish community uh uh that was also close to campus um and that story was exciting because it was like my first story i'd ever written um but it wasn't like my favorite story that i've ever done because it was kind of easy like i kind of knew all the people that i was talking mm. to and they were all super nice i thought it was really good though thank i remember you. loving it oh, yeah <laughs> it, it, i i feel like i've obviously like i've learned a lot with each story that i've written um but my last two stories that i've done i really enjoyed kind of having to like uh <laughs> i haven't enjoyed it but like i have to <laughs> kind of again like i said like, kind of bother people to get them to talk to me so my, my last story I kind of wrote, uh, it's, it hasn't been published yet, but it, it's about um, a Native American school in Salem, Oregon um, that's run by the Bureau of Indian Education. And the Bureau of Indian Education is kind of corrupt, as you might expect. Um, and I, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to like uh, talk to a lot of students who didn't really want to, they weren't really just like, they didn't really care about being interviewed that much. But I also had to like try to get the principal of the school to talk to me about like what's mm. going on at the school. And uh, I don't know, just like people didn't want to talk to me and I kind of had to like bug them about it. And mm. I feel like that's a valuable skill for me to learn as like a journalist and just like as a human being. So yeah, I'm, I feel like my major right now is definitely like challenging me in lots mm. of like academic and personal ways. Um, but I think it's for the better. oh i was just gonna say maddie is doing a lot of things right now with her um with her journalism and with ethos which is the the magazine that um she works for at u of o Mm -hmm. she's doing a lot of things for that that i i don't think i could ever do like it Mm -hmm. seems like a really difficult position i feel the same way about your vet tech job oh well (laughs) like matt you know her the stuff maddie does is um you know from an outsider's perspective it seems like a very difficult yet rewarding um kind of field to be in you know like i mm-hmm. you know like uh finding uh students from chamawa and uh you know trying to get them trying to kind of push 
good answers out of them and especially mm -hmm. kind of digging into the bureaucratic side of things with like how the principal was really hard to get a hold of and all mm -hmm. that other stuff mm -hmm. those are all things where it's like gosh like if i was in maddie's position i would have a really hard time like figuring that out but Ma yeah. maddie has a way maddie maddie has a lot of charm in that department and um you know she ended up um kind of pushing all the right buttons and i'm i'm really excited for her story to come out because um i've been lucky enough to be one of the uh, early readers yeah, of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and i came to you with like some of my pitches and i like that was one of my pitches and, and you're the one who encouraged me to write about uh a native american yeah. school no okay, yeah because i i've always thought that like kind of the native american story is kind of a very tragically overlooked part of our history mm -hmm. and um you know i've especially kind of the modern issues faced by native american communities that's always been something that's been very interesting and i think that's mm -hmm. a really important story to tell right now and so i was really excited when maddie was like bringing that up mm -hmm. um but yeah no i i just want to say that maddie is doing a lot of really amazing things over there and i'm mm -hmm. as her boyfriend i am very very proud of her <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so what i'd like to finish this off with is we've explored who you are as individuals mm -hmm. and we've explored you know how your relationship is and how to have a successful you know one that's as wholesome as honestly you guys have mm -hmm. <laughs> so what i'd like to end it off on is what is it that you see in each other that makes this work so well mm -hmm. Aww. um Hmm. It's a big question. Yeah, that's a, that's there's, a big there's one. a lot of answers to that. I would say, like, I've I've already touched a little bit on some of that stuff, but just this 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 you know kind of warm energy of compassion that Maddie has has always been something that I've been very drawn to. Um, how she's she just takes care of everybody in her life, and you know, um, I think that's that's a very important quality to have in you know today's world especially with you know all of this crazy stuff happening with you know the pandemic and uh kind of the state of politics and you know the the wildfires going on on the in the northwest um just the the world is a pretty crazy place right now but i, I always feel like i have a, a home in maddie mm -hmm. you know just um uh you know she she she's very good at creating a sense of home and the, that sense of security and um I don't know I've always loved that about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I think well I think you are also I feel the same way about you. I tell Paris all the time that you are my home. You're <laughs> like where I feel the most safe. I think I don't know I think it's hard to answer like what I see in you that like makes things work because I feel like everything about you is kind of. Hmm makes makes things work but um <laughs> Thank I, don't, you. I don't know you're just like i i find that you know again we've touched on some of these things but like paris is just always like you're always have a super positive outlook on things and i think that has changed my worldview from being in a relationship with you it makes me a little bit more like some kind of like oh like this thing in my day was kind of not the best if if I want to like kind of be sour about it, I think like oh what would what would Paris what would be Paris's Aww. perspective on this? And Paris would always like find the best about that moment, and and the same applies to like people. I think mm. you're you see the best in everyone, and you see the best in me, and you see the best in your friends, and I think that speaks a lot to just the kind of person you are and how you are forgiving of people and how you love people and 
how you forgive people. And oh. I think that's like a really important quality to have um, in someone that you're in a relationship with and spend a lot of time with is to have someone that like really like wants to see the best in you and always wants to like mm-hmm. to, to notice those things about you that you're the most proud of. And so I think, I think, I think those like essential qualities. Um, yeah. Just, I just love being around you all the time. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's some wholesome shit. <laughs> I agree. This is off the record, but uh, do you have any suggestions for people? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> any, any like relationship advice? Any advice like, you would have for anyone, whether they're in a relationship, mm. looking for one, trying to improve themselves, just anything. I think if you're looking for a relationship, I don't know, think about the people in your life that you like most crave like spending time with, or mm. most crave like wanting to get to know better, and like go for it. And don't make it happen. Don't go in like I'm gonna make this romantic. Like I need this to be romantic. Go in with like I really want to get to know this person. Yeah. And like care about their life and i think if you go into it with that perspective you can see yeah um i don't know you, you can see the potential there i i agree with maddie like going into approaching somebody with the pretense of making it like a romantic thing uh that can kind of make things more difficult what you want to do kind of awkward too add yeah extra pressure yeah it's like you feel all this extra pressure on yourself just just get <laughs> to know this other person as a person you know uh kind of grow and, and flourish in the knowledge that this is somebody that you want to be in your life more so than they are already. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other thing I was also thinking is that uh, definitely what my time with Maddie has shown is that distance is not, it doesn't have to be a big deal. If you guys are, if you're trying long distance, if both members of this party are, you know, if they're putting in an equal amount of effort and they're putting in the work, you can definitely make long distance work. And I would say, in my experience, this has definitely paid off very well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, physical distance doesn't mean, especially in today's age, with all of these different ways we have of communicating with each other, um, physical distance does not have to mean, you know, the the end of all things, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, you there are ways to make it work, and I've been very fortunate to be able to find those ways with with Maddie. Yeah, make your relationship like your own. Like, don't just like follow what you think it's supposed yeah. to be. Don't follow what you're supposed to be doing at this point in your life. You know, follow what like really like what really makes you happy, and surround yourself with the people that um you feel the most like yourself around. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like yeah. who do you feel the most safe with? Yeah, you got to feel comfortable and, and safe. Yeah, and that those are the most um. Those are the most important connections you can make, I think. Those are white. <laughs> Those are white. <laughs> take three. Uh, take three. I'm sorry. Those are white. Those are wise words. Yeah. I kept saying wide. Wide. Um, wide. Those are wide words. Those are so wide. Chicky thunk. <laughs> I think Keaton's officially lost his mind. Right, here's go. Those are some wise words. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I appreciate you guys both so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing some insight into who you guys are and also what it means to be in a relationship. I appreciate you both. And, you know, thank you for taking the time to, uh, before you had to leave for college to mm-hmm. do this. 
Mm -hmm. um, with your permission, I will be able to kiss my homie goodnight while you're gone. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, CDC regulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I do want to take this seriously. So, uh, Good night, elbow bump. Good night, elbow Aww. bump. There we go. <laughs> and it, the, Keaton, thank you so much for inviting us on the show. Yeah, that was it, really fun. This, this has been a really fun talk, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad we got this opportunity to hang out with you guys. And also, special thanks to my man Alec for holding down the record button on the camera for almost the whole episode. Uh, <laughs> we encountered some technical difficulties, but uh, no, it went flawlessly. I'm yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in post if we can make it. Uh, consumable yeah, yeah. <laughs> will never know that it was bad so. yeah <laughs> but, uh alec is my man and keaton you are also my man for inviting us on the show so. hell yeah well despite all the issues thank you guys so much and i hope that you have a wonderful rest of your evening i hope you do too if it's evening where you are if not just have a great day <laughs> have a great life in general can i take my finger off this button <laughs> yes you may thank you <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>